uh, you can look on the sports side of things and where there used to be one or two athletes who were incredibly uh, talented and just so much better than everybody else. I mean, I think about the Tiger Woods days. Um, now you've got, you know, 25, actually 55 people who could win a tournament any week um, in professional golf. So the competitive environment is stronger than it's ever been in every industry that I've been in. And a lot of people want to focus on the competitive environment and how things have changed or how tough it is. But the, the reality is the way to move forward in a tough competitive environment is to be a stronger competitor. And so we have to just go and look at ourselves and say, uh, where are my gaps? Where are my strengths? How do I make my strengths stronger? And how do I differentiate myself from everyone else? So instead of turning our focus externally and complain and worry about the environment, we have to look internal and say, how do I get the most out of my game? And those are the people who are just killing it right now. There, there's some people that that uh, want to be well-rounded, and then there's other uh, others that have the philosophy of I want to just be self-aware of my, everything, but double down on my strengths. Where do you fall into that whole like mix? So I would start with desired results. And then see which one works better. So if I know what the outcome I want, does that mean I need to be well-rounded for that outcome? Or does that mean I need to just hone in on my strengths? So that's one way I'd answer it. And then the other way I would answer it is, you know, I pretty much live my life by the 80-20 rule. And, you know, you can get a 20% improvement is going to raise you 80% outcome. Mm -hmm. And so rarely am I going to spend 80% of my time smoothing off some rough edges to only get a 20% left. So now let's get into kind of the five areas you call it the in performance intelligence readiness. Um, and we you, I remember us going through and kind of rating ourselves and, you know, talking about each area. And, and the first the first area is confidence. Um, why don't you share a little bit about confidence? Because already in this kind of this conversation, you've mentioned it multiple times. Sure, sure. So I feel like confidence is a game changer for people. Um, there's a look to confidence. There's a sound to confidence. Uh, even the words that we use uh, let people know how confident or not confident we are. Things like try or kind of or maybe, you know, those hesitation words. Um, but the biggest mistake that we make in confidence is that we tie our confidence to an unpredictable outcome rather than our ability to create that outcome. So let's say I'm going in for a, a promotion, a job interview for a promotion. You know, can I be 100% confident I'm going to get this promotion? No, I can't because I don't control all the variables. But what I can be confident in is my skills, my coachable, trainable skills, my plan, my ability to communicate, my good listening skills, um, my ability to relate to the person who's interviewing. You know, if I'll put my confidence in those skills, then I will have a <clears throat> confident interview. If I'm second guessing whether or not I'm going to get the, the promotion or not, then my interview changes completely. And so whether it's in an interview or sales or basketball or gymnastics, you know, putting our confidence in our skills and our plan rather than an outcome is the number one thing that we have to do with confidence. And and that was the biggest takeaway that I had when we spoke is see in in business sometimes you have a bad meeting and if and if you're if my confidence is is built around what client A thinks of me 
I could have a, my, my day is determined by other people. And Absolutely. Your day, your week, your month. I mean, we just are welcoming a slump right there. Mm-hmm. But if we walk out of that same meeting, and so <clears throat> I would never say it's a good meeting or a bad meeting. I think that might be a lazy evaluation. What I would say is, huh, what worked and what could I do differently? And at that moment, I'm ready for the next meeting. I love that. I love that. So focus. So that's a, so the first one's confidence. The the second area is is focus. And I don't know how you explain the five or if they all go together. If you like going one by one, but any order is great. The winning game plan pulls them together. But fo- so focus is a great one for the next topic. I love to talk about focus because we train our focus incorrectly from a very young age. Mm. So uh, great athletes have taught me that we have to focus on what to do rather than what not to do. So um, think about when really young, so we're in school and we get our homework assignments back, minus 10, minus seven, here's what you've done wrong. And we are taught to focus on our mistakes rather than focusing on the correction. So we get this mindset trained at a very young age. And then as adults, we're like, okay, don't do this. Don't do that. Um, As a mom, I can't tell you how many times I've said, you know, don't hit your sister or stop running rather than walking feet or keep your hands to yourself and be pleasant. So, you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm still teaching my kids at a young age to focus on the wrong thing. So we just have to be super intentional about what to do rather than what not to do. So I want to improve my life. I want to invest in myself. Uh, How would I describe that? Does that mean I'm going to stop spending so much time on Facebook or Instagram or social media? Well, that's not what you're going to do. That's what you're not going to do. Hmm. I want to invest in myself. What does that mean? That means I'm going to get up. I'm going to... Um, drink a bottle of water uh, because we're dehydrated when we wake up. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to have uh, 20 minutes of focused, quiet time. I'm going to work out. I'm going to jump in the shower and start my day at 630. So, you know, what to do has to be about that vision that we're walking forward, not what we're going to stop doing. And I think people focus on what not to do more than they realize what if if i was sitting down with you and saying okay i have a focus problem because i'm starting to realize i have a focus problem because <laughs> uh, i i am focusing if i want to if i want to get a result my default is what things do i need to cut out what things do i need to stop okay what are what are areas that i can or our listeners can like what what is something practical that they can do to reset their brain Okay. So give me an example of a few things that you know you need to stop. Because like if you're a golfer, yeah, I want you to know there's water on the right and sand on the left, but I don't want you to stand there and go, don't go right, don't go left. I want you to take that information and then say, okay, I'm going to play it to the right side of the green. So you know what you need to stop. So tell me a couple of those things and then let's have a conversation about what you need to start. Right. And so one of the things is I I tended like my days just tend to get super busy. Things start coming in. And what I'm realizing is I need to start time blocking because okay. I'm letting I'm I'm reacting to what other pe- the the market or what other people are doing. And so that when I when I think of focus, I think of a lack of focus in my life currently. Okay. So Caleb, have you ever had a day or 
a half a day where you really you time blocked and you were focused? <laughs> yes, and it's amazing. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit more. How far in advance did you have to time block? Yeah, really, it was it was something I did in the morning, and okay. and when I it's one thing to time block; it's another thing to actually do it. <laughs> so. Okay. So what's your consistency rate on, you know, two out of 10 times, if I time block, I do what I'm, I'm blocked, or are you eight out of 10 times? I'm probably, if I, if I decide to time block, I probably do it two out of 10 times. Two out of 10. Okay. So if we could get you over the next two weeks to time block, then at least three to four of those days are going to be successful. Hmm. You're right. Time block. Is that right? You're right. Yeah. And what I would I would imagine that even seventy percent of the other days are also going to be successful. So on a day that you I time blocked, but I didn't stick a hundred percent to it. I bet you're still better than a not time blocked day. I know one thing you you did there is you didn't look at over a five year period. You went back to two weeks, and I think sometimes it's that's that that in itself is like go back to the basics and, and focus on the things we're doing right. And, and so that's, that's a big takeaway for me just out of this conversation. Well, then how about this? Let's just tie it into confidence. So if your confidence is whether or not you're going to, to execute the time block, you're focused on the outcome. I want you to be 100% confident you can time block and then let's watch your results get better over time because you are you're time blocking and then you're practicing executing the time blocking and a month from now you'll be really really good at it all right let's talk about competitiveness Ooh, that's <laughs> a, fun, fun, be a fun one for me because i uh i uh i have uh, i'm very competitive so <laughs> I have been known to be a little bit competitive. We were on vacation last week. And one of the things we love to do in Colorado is play Twister. And you have never played Twister until you play with a Bell family member. Um, I have trained my children well to be pretty competitive. It's not enough to just have the other person lose. You have to make them lose, uh, which is terrible in terms of mindset. It's completely wrong. But um, it is, I mean, it's an injury prone game for us because of my competitiveness. So if I were better at competitiveness, here's what I would do. Uh, really, our competitiveness needs to be focused on taking our game to the next level rather than simply beating the person next to us. In individual or as an organization, I can look at what everybody else is doing and just want to be better than them. But really, the people who get the most out of the game is to say, okay, where am I right now? What's the vision that I have for my next level? And how do I get there? And so I'm more competing with my personal best rather than being uh, motivated by beating others or uh, deflated by not beating others. Um, it's just such a distraction when we turn our focus externally. Um, great competitiveness is about me taking my game to the next level. Mm -hmm. And as entrepreneurs or business leaders, how can they take that principle into the bu business world? So we look at what other people are doing and we're great learners. So if somebody else is, uh, has a podcast and they're, they've only been doing it for three mm -hmm. months, but they have 2 million subscribers, instead of being bummed out by that, we go, wow, what are they doing and how can I do it better? And so we're, we're constantly learning and we're motivated by other people's success rather than comparing ourselves to that success and just going, oh, I don't know, maybe it just isn't for me. 
Mm. It, it goes back to not building your confidence in other people, but being Absolutely. driven by that. That's that's awesome. Um, Absolutely. Self-discipline is the number four uh, out of five on your list. Okay. So self-discipline is all about accountability. Mm. And so we get this right in sports. Um Accountability in the business world is a lot like, hey, will you hold me accountable? And then when I'm not performing well, you come and go, hey, you're not performing well. And it's it's gross. Like, I don't want you to come tell me that. You don't want to come tell me that. It feels like I'm getting sent to the principal's office. I mean, it just brings out everything negative. But in sports, we do it differently. So in sports, we do voluntary accountability. So when I'm not performing well in sports, I reach out for coaching. And so if my coach is there, I'm like, coach, come over and help me. Or I might make a phone call and say, hey, uh, can we meet? I need some coaching. If we could take that into the business world, into life, into health, into everything that we're doing and say, hey, you know, I'm not performing at my best. I need some coaching. That's self-discipline. So it's, it's knowing yourself, it's owning where you are in the game, and then reaching out for some accountability or coaching to be able to take your game to the next level. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so the, the final one out, out, of, out of five is the winning game plan. And, I'll, and I'll, when I first saw this, I was like, I, I, I could, you know, talk about confidence, talk about focus, competitiveness, self-discipline, but like winning game plan was kind of a curveball because I didn't know where you were going until you kind of shared. So uh-huh. how do you kind of wrap the, the kind of the five, these five areas with, with that, with that idea? So winning game plan actually started off as course management because just think about a golfer. Like you can have all your clubs great. You can be putting great, but if you can't put it all together on the course and make good decisions in the moment, you're not going to score well. And so we morphed it from course management because we felt like that was too uh, sports specific to winning game plan. But basically your winning game plan is, Uh, What do I want? So what are those desired results that I say I want? And then how do I put the pieces together for me, for my strengths? So in sales, some people internet leads and other people won't. You know, it, it doesn't mean that everybody has to do them or nobody has to do them. It's just you have to decide if it's a winning game plan. And so I think about teams who come together every year and the coaches create this winning game plan of how they're going to use the talent on their team against the competitive environment. And they they have complete confidence in their plan. And what we know is that a confidently created plan is consistently executed. Hmm. So just if you're if you find something popping up on your calendar and you procrastinate or you hesitate, is it your skill or is it you just don't believe in the plan? So um, I'm really a really big fan of those desired results. Uh, since I've started adding that to my notes in my calendar, I don't too often have something pop up my calendar and I go, why did I schedule this meeting? You know, I, I know what my desired result is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm 100% in. I don't have to second guess myself with each appointment. So on a winning game plan, you you have your plan. And if you will consistently execute your plan for a season, then if it's working, keep doing it. But if it's not working, you have permission to tweak it. 
I think a lot of times we look at our results and we say, did it work or not work? But we forget to ask the next question, which is, did I play the game? Mm. So I, I let's say I want to get healthy and I, I have a plan to work out and to eat differently and to um, you know even have some some brain health in there with some quiet time. And, you know, two months from now, nothing has changed. Well, I need to ask the question and look at did I do everything I said I was going to do? What is my consistency in executing the plan? So instead of just throwing the plan away, I need to go back and say, did I actually play the game, basically? Right. And if we play, then we'll win. And if we don't, play differently. Right. I, I know this next question could be a challenging one to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. If, if you could focus on one out of these five areas, confidence, focus, competitiveness, self-discipline, or winning game plan, in your experience, what's what's the one thing if you had to take away one of these and focus on what what would that be? Okay, so that is a tough one. So you can get a lot of lift from just taking one of them. So like take confidence, change your confidence from a outcome to skill, and you're gonna get a lot of lift. Uh, same way with focus. Focus on what to do versus what not to do. You're going to get a lot of lift. But if I had to pick one, I would say winning game plan is a place to start. And here's why. Because with a winning game plan, it increases your confidence. Uh, you know, if you did it or not, it directs your focus because your plan is about what to do, not what not to do. It aligns your competitiveness because my plan is about me. It's not about beating everybody else. It's just about me. And it really improves your self-discipline because it's a checklist for you. So mm. if I had to pick one, I would say start with a winning game plan because it really does. It brings in everything else as you're working on it. One of my one of my favorite questions, and we can kind of kind of end this this discussion with this is okay. Your you your time is limited, let's say, and in it's this is kind of a legacy play. What are you telling your kids? What would you tell someone that you really cared about and loved about all the things that you've learned as it relates to um, you know having a having a mind of a champion at, in the research, like. What, what, what would you pass on if you, if you had a couple minutes to share with the people that you love the most? So I would say, man, your mind is powerful. And that voice that's in your head, so I like to call it your coaching voice. Um, other people will call it self-talk. That voice in your head is your greatest asset. It is, uh, research would even say, it's the most influential coach you will ever have. And so... <clears throat> Every day you are coaching yourself into greatness or you are coaching yourself out of the game. And, and I want for my children, I want their coaching voice to be amazing. I want them to know that they are loved, that they're a child of God. I want them to just know that they have this great potential, whatever that looks like, whether they're you know going to run the world or... Uh, clean houses. I mean, just whatever they want to do, they are going to make an impact. And I want their voice to be consistent in, in telling them that. Wow. That's, that's incredibly powerful. And thank you so much for sharing. Now you have, you have a book and you also have a, a website and an email list that you send out video emails, which I, I personally love. How can, how can my listeners 
um, connect with you and, and kind of follow your work? Okay, so Mind of a Champion is the website, and you have to put T-A-G in there, so themindofachampion.com. And on there, you can uh, connect with me on coaching or speaking opportunities. Um, you can email me. It's moc at themindofachampion.com, which is on the website. Uh, the book is Performance Intelligence at Work, and that's available on Amazon. I do actually have a um, a Christian version of it that you can either get um, on Amazon or you can email me and I'll send a a free a link to download it free. It's it's basically I took the stories from Performance Intelligence at Work and just rewrote them into a 21 day journal taking out the business examples and just putting in some uh, scripture so you knew where I was coming from. Um, those are available. Uh, I love what I do. I love talking to people. So I think it would be whether you engage in coaching with me or you find a different coach, uh, it's a great habit to get into. And so one of the things that I kind of teach at in, in my practice is we are our greatest asset. A lot of, like we're, we're into the whole financial planning world, but ultimately the greatest investment you can make is in yourself. And what I love about what you're teaching and as you were on stage and as you, you were working with us out and breakouts, that was so evident is if you are going to live the life that you want to live, you have to invest in in your the way that you think in, in your life. And so thank you so very much uh, for, for making this a priority and being on. Um, I hope everyone can go, go to your website, sign up for your newsletters, go get your book and for performance intelligence and um, it just means the world that you would um, spend the time and, and share some of the your gold nuggets thanks so much I loved it I love your enthusiasm for life and I'd love to do it again sometime right, we, we might have to do that all right thank you thank you so much for listening to the better wealth podcast make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode you can listen on Apple podcast Spotify Google or your favorite podcast player